Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
בכל יום קמים עלינו, כמה עוד אפשר? גם כשהם שונאים אותנו, אני עומד ושר. מנסים לשבור אותנו, חושבים שזה אפשר. האמונה בוערת בנו, זה עם שלא נשבר. אני יהודי, אני לא מתבייש. אני יהודי, מאף אחד לא חושש. Ma 
nicht da na na ma na nicht da na ma nicht da na na ma na nicht da na ma nicht da na na ma na nicht da na
כבר מוכן, זה לא סתם שכולם מנסים את הרעב להשגיח. לא רעב של הגוף, רק לראות את פניו, את אורו של מלך המשיח. מה צריך עוד פוש קטן להוקן? אז נקרא בקור קטון לב אחד, מלוקד פה לעד, מלאך Thank <laughs> you. Thank <laughs> you. 
with Ellie Marcus. A uh, song is called Malache Elyon here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast. Trumpets, brand new from Yossi Newman and Nachas. You heard Mordechai and David's classic Kula Ma'uvim. The Pesach Up Mix, as it's called, done by DJ Fabreng. Mordechai Shapiro, brand new with Ani Yehudi. Don't stop, we're leaving. That is, that is the Y studs with their interpretation of one of the most important episodes in Jewish history. Don't stop, we're leaving. And the Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this March the 30th, day number eight in the month of Nissan, which means we are one week away from the big holiday. Wednesday night it begins. Today we do our Pesach products program, which means you'll have an opportunity to ask questions via email, nachum at nachumsegel.com, certainly by using our app, the NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. You can just comment on the app. And that'll get your question onto the airwaves. And our full panel is scheduled to join us after 7.30 this morning Eastern Time. And we're getting ready for yet another Pesach products program with a big thank you to our friends at the OU. And uh, we've got, we, we may have a couple of big surprises this year on the Pesach products program. You never know. You never know what may happen. This year we may have some surprises. Oh, someone said the other day that my microphone was sounding different because of where we're broadcasting from maybe that will help a bit trying to figure out exactly how to process this mic maybe that's better i think it is i hope i'm right anyway you can let me know um so here we are on a thursday a big thank you to mayor furtick for sitting in yesterday i think he's joining us again tuesday i believe tuesday two days before yuntif i believe mayor furtick is going to be subbing here at jm and the am and i thank him in advance for that and i thank him of course in retrospect for yesterday, thank you, Mayor Fertig, for doing an amazing job, as usual, uh, subbing here for me at JM in the AM. Always appreciated, to say the least. Don't forget our friends at Six Flags, or I should say our friends at NCSY, are uh, heading down to Six Flags Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Cholomoid. Monday is the big concert day. 
with Simcha Leiter and Maishi Tischler. You know the real, you know the grill, you know the drill. <laughs> the drill is that there's a website, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. You can go there and uh, see all the information regarding the big event for three days. But in addition to that, there's a tab at the very top of that page, ncsygreatadventure.com, where it says donate tickets, and it gives you an opportunity to um, to support those families and the children in our community that can't afford a great adventure, Cholomoy trip, uh, to go and enjoy it. That's the bottom line. It's $53 a ticket. We're asking everybody out there who can do it, give one ticket, give four tickets, give 10 tickets, give whatever you can to make it a great Cholomoid experience for those who are in need. And um, that's just part of our of our Nissan Chesed campaign, which continues to focus on doing uh, nice things for others, especially things that, uh, that other people may not be considering doing for somebody and making them feel great before Pesach. And hopefully they'll go into Pesach with a better spirit and hopefully they'll turn around and do the same thing before Pesach to somebody in their community or somebody who they would like to um, to help out in some way, shape, or form. That's really the bottom line. All about doing things for others. You know, you know some of our recommendations, whether it's uh, paying someone's dry cleaning bill, giving them a gift card to the local supermarket, uh, whether it's um, leaving a bottle of wine on their door and wishing them a good yuntif. If you know someone who's alone over yuntif, leaving, leaving them a good book to read or different things they might be interested in to you know, help with what might be boredom for them on a Yontif afternoon. Uh, anything you could do to really enhance the life of somebody else and the lives of, uh, of people and other families is so much appreciated. And all we ask is that you do it. And then hopefully they will go ahead and do the same thing for someone else. Um, doesn't have to cost a lot of money. just has to be a wonderful gesture to make someone's Erev and then finally uh, Yontif. Um, JM the name with a reminder that our friends who are studying uh, um, Dafyomi those who study the Talmud one page per day, they are concluding Maseches Nazir today, Mazal Tov, to those who are concluding Maseches Nazir. I have a feeling there'll be some Nazir Siyumim going on on Wednesday morning. And some Mazal Tov to those who are completing Nazir. And Hatzlachah Rabbah to those who are starting Maseches Sota, which begins tomorrow. So again, as this transition happens in Dafyomi, we say Mazal Tov and Congratulations and good luck uh, with Meseches Sota starting tomorrow. If you're not familiar with any of this, consult your local rabbi and have them explain it to you. Feel free to comment on the app. Uh, and when you do comment on the app, you could utilize the app for Pesach questions. If you're going to, if you're going to send us a Pesach question by email, nachum and nachumsegel.com. N-A-C-H-U-M at N-A-C-H-U-M. S-E-G-A-L dot com. If you're able to do that, uh, then make sure to put the words Pesach question in the subject line. Put the words Pesach question in the subject line. All right. And that will uh, hopefully, hopefully guarantee that we'll see it and include it in our show uh, today. We are live from Jerusalem. It is a chilly Jerusalem. In fact, it's going to be like this until Shabbos. Shabbos, I'm told the weather is supposed to improve dramatically. Um, but it has been, over the last day or so, it has been really, really cold in Jerusalem with tremendous wind and, um, and low temperatures. 
And today is another one of those days. I think of all the weather days, and nothing, of course, is bad when it comes to Jerusalem and Israel. And as we are taught by our brothers and sisters in, uh, in Israel, they, they rightfully and we should certainly uh, bless the one above and consider it an amazing and incredible and wonderful thing when there's rain in Israel. But, you know, sometimes you're looking at the weather forecast because you want to be prepared, especially when there's a simcha involved. Um, so we were paying very careful attention to the broadcast, or I should say to the weather forecast. And, um, and it looks like uh, today is going to be a difficult day weather-wise, and then it's uh, supposed to be uh, improving rapidly once we get to tomorrow and Shabbos. So that's the story. And I say, Bruchim uh, Habayim, to those who are landing in Israel, ready to share in our big simcha. Uh, some of the people who are coming will be leaving right after the wedding. Others will be staying for the entire holiday of Pesach. Uh, a very exciting time, Baruch Hashem, a very exciting time. It's Thursday. We're live. We're about an hour away from our Pesach products program. My name is Nahum Siegel. We're in Jerusalem. Plenty more coming up, including this brand new from Micha Gammerman. You're listening to JM in the AM.
That's the uh, Shim Kramer Kramer Nigun here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. 
Menachem Moskowitz had Mazel Tov, Micha Gamerman, brand new with Rakata, Eli Marcus, Malachi Elyon, and you're listening to a JMM Thursday morning broadcast. We are live from Jerusalem. Thanks to Mayor Furtick for sitting in yesterday. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. You could use the app not only for your comments, which is something you could always do, but you could use the app right now to toss in your Pesach question for today. After all, you know what's going to be happening, right? We're going to be doing our Pesach products program starting just after 7.30 this morning with our full panel. Very much looking forward. I hope you'll be out there. I hope you'll be tuned in to our Pesach products program, and I hope you'll ask your questions. Now, those of you who are emailing questions, nachumandnachumsegal.com, again, nachumandnachumsegal.com, if you're emailing questions, use the following email address, nachumandnachumsegal.com, and make sure to include uh, the words Pesach question in the subject line. Make sure to include the words Pesach question in the subject line. All right, that'll be very helpful. When it comes to uh, checking out some of the questions that we're getting in and uh, utilizing them during the show. All right, so keep that in mind. Again, Pesach question, that's the subject line. More coming up. Top of the news, the hour from Israel, or I should say, top of the hour news from Israel. (laughs) And plenty more from Jerusalem. You're listening to a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
Seulamak, Ma Bikesh Lovin Arami, what Lovin Arami tried to do to Kla Yisrael, Shabikesh Liakores Akol, he tried to uproot everything against Kla Yisrael, but throughout the generations, there always was another Lovin, another Haman, another Russia who tried to destroy Kla Yisrael.
Well, boys and girls, I know we're in the middle of this song, and usually on Pesach night, we sing the song really late, and some of you fall asleep. Well, now we're teaching you a new Chagadiyah, so you can stay up all night long, and then at the end, you could sing two Chagadiyahs, the regular Chagadiyah, and this new Chagadiyah. Isn't that a great idea? Well, come on, everybody, we're up to the third verse, so get ready to sing along, because you know what's going to happen now, the music. From Schlockrock, it's Chad Gadya. How do you like that? The Isha Amda done by Miami. After all, today's Pesach Products Program Day here at JM and the AM. So we are filling your morning with amazing Pesach selections. And America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world of women, AlchemSigal.com and AlchemSigal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSNF. Golly, it's on the background. There are news from Israel coming up, and plenty more, of course, including our Era of Pesach, or I should say Pesach Products Program, to be more accurate. We'll have that for you just after 7.30 this morning. Nachum and NachumSigal.com to email a question. Make sure to put Pesach question in the subject line, Nachum and NachumSigal.com. If you want to utilize the app, already some uh, comments are being utilized for the comment sections being utilized for Pesach questions. You can do it now. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Galei Tzal, Hashash Taim. Shalom Rav, Baulpan Ehud Graf, in Mashikore Achshav. חשד לרצח בפרדס חנה. אישה כבת חמישים נמצאה בביתה ללא רוח חיים. בעלה לשעבר נעצר. מטווחת כתבתנו הדס שטייף. ביתה של תושבת פרדס חנה שישנה בבית האם ירדה הבוקר מחדרה וחיפשה אחר האם. כשהגיעה אל חדרה מצאה אותה על המיטה כשפניה חבולות ושוטטות דם. הזיקה את הצוות הרפואי של מד"א שקבע את מותה של האם. כוחות משטרה שהגיעו למקום פתחו בחקירה בתוך זמן קצר עצרו את בעלה לשעבר של האישה בחשד לרצח. נסיבותיו נחקרות כעת. 
שני צעירים יהודים, תושבי ההתנחלויות גבעת רונן ויצהר בשומרון, נאשמים במעשה טרור לאחר שתקפו משפחה פלסטינית בגרזן בכפר חווארה. האירוע התרחש בליל חג הפורים, שבוע לאחר הפרעות בחווארה, בזמן שהמשפחה הגיעה לערוך קניות בכפר. על פי כתב האישום, שני הנאשמים החלו לידות לעבר האבנים כשהם רעולי פנים, ואחד מהם ניפץ את חלונות המכונית בגרזן והיכה בו את אב המשפחה. לבני המשפחה הפלסטינית נגרמו חבלות רבות, ומכוניתם ניזוקה. כתב האישום מייחס להם עבירות של מעשה טרור וחבלה ממניע גזעני. פרקליטות המדינה שוקלת לערער על החלטת השופטים לזכות את רומן זדורוב מאשמת רצח הנערה תאיר ראדה זיכרונה לברכה לפני 16 שנה. לאחר הכרעת הדין, רומן זדורוב חזר אל ביתו בקצרין כשהוא אדם חופשי. אמה של תאיר, אילנה ראדה, האשימה את הפרקליטות ברצח ביתה ואמרה בצאתה מאולם בית המשפט, אמשיך להילחם עד למציאת הרוצח. התובעת, מיטל חן רוזנפלד, נציגת הפרקליטות, טענה מחוץ לבית המשפט, פעלנו להגיע לחקר האמת. מקום שבו יש ראיות להוכחת אשמה של רצח נערה בבית ספר, יש אינטרס ציבורי וחובה עלינו היה להגיש כתב אישום ולנהל את ההליך. אנחנו מטבע הדברים נלמד את הכרעת הדין. לאחר מכן נגבש את עמדתנו בשאלת הערעור. מדבריה הביאו כתבינו אדר גיציס ואביתר בר-און. תומכי החקיקה המשפטית יצאו הערב לצעדה מרחבת מוזיאון תל אביב ועד לרחוב קפלן. חסימות כבישים מרכזיים צפויות בעיר משעות אחר הצהריים. מדווחת כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס. תומכי התוכנית המשפטית צפויים להתכנס בשעה שבע בערב ברחבת מוזיאון תל אביב ברחוב שאול המלך, ומשם יצעדו עד לקריית הממשלה ברחוב קפלן. מהשעה שש בערב המשטרה תחסום לתנועה את היציאות לנתיבי איילון במחלף השלום, את צומת קפלן דרך מנחם בגין לשני הכיוונים, את דרך נמיר דרומה ואת רחוב המסגר צפונה. ייתכנו עומסי תנועה משמעותיים בעיר, ועל הציבור להישמע להוראות השוטרים ולהשתמש בדרכים חלופיות. מזג האוויר מעונן, מצפון הארץ ועד לצפון הנגב, גשם, ובחרמון ייתכן שלג קל. חלה ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, והן נמוכות מהרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך דורון קדוש. יבנה ביתו בקרוב, במהרה, במהרה, בימינו בקרוב. כאלה בני, כאלה בני, בני ביתך בקרוב. הוי בחור, גדול Thank <laughs> you. 
in Jerusalem. It's Yosef Carduner, the brand new uh, Pesach album here at JM in the AM. Uh, Songs of Redemption is the name of the uh, of the album. So we're going to start our Pesach products program uh, about a half hour from now, which is our tradition, just uh, after 7.30 this morning. And if you have questions, nachum at nachumsegal.com. Make sure to put Pesach question in the subject line. Um, or you could actually comment on the app. But there was something that I wanted to uh, speak with Rabbi Yigal Siegel about, who, by the way, is in Jerusalem. He's, in fact, in Jerusalem more often than we are, even though he did spend last Thursday in New York City. I'm sorry? Really? I was in New York last week. Last Thursday, don't remember? Maybe that's why I'm still tired. I don't know. Studio dedication, maybe the sound familiar. Oh, Nahum Siegel. I remember you. (laughs) Anyway, I had a question. Yes, no. And I know we have a great panel coming up, but I said, you know what? Let me speak to somebody who's oh, no. Al Hamakom. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's here in the in the spot where this takes place. Speaking about the spot, I feel I feel like I'm being put on that spot. Yeah, go ahead now. I'm reading the OU booklet mm-hmm. and it's going through I hope I can find the page now. It's going through as they put it. This is how they um refer to it. Actually it's pretty funny. The guests you don't want at the Seder. What? And it's a page dedicated to to the bugs that can be found in certain vegetables oh, if you oh. don't if you're not aware of what you're looking for when you check vegetables. So as an example, iceberg lettuce, it tells you that these I assume it's the right pronunciation, aphids or thrips, they could be in iceberg lettuce, and they tell you how to do it. Now, the start of any of this lettuce inspection, right, rightfully so, I'm not criticizing this at the moment, the start of this of this um 
lettuce inspection begins with discarding the first four layers of leaves. Mm-hmm. What do you do during Shemitah? Can you just discard the first four layers of leaves that in theory are edible, in theory are good food? No, because you have to be very careful when it comes to Shemitah that if something's really edible, including pieces of leftover potato that's on, that's on the potato peel, just as an example, and so many other things, right, apple peel, et cetera, is, now, I, I, you might say to me that you'll do what you would do or have done what is generally the practice, which is let stuff go spoil. Correct. And so you do that with these leaves also. Yeah. Where do you put them? In what's called a pach shmita. And where does it stay? Is that Rabbi Rufka Segal laughing at the moment? <laughs> I don't know. But Maybe she's laughing because you know why, in the world, the why in the world are you asking me this question? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. First of all. Wait a second. Gush what? Katif lettuce has no problem. What happens? <laughs> Where does this pach sit? It sits somewhere in your house. I mean, you put. Does it smell after a while? Does well, it... if you have a proper pach shmita, it has a cover. And that's it. Only needs a cover. And, the... and then you put. Usually, what people do is they put in separate bags. Like this is from today. This is from tomorrow. This is from yesterday. Meaning that you know when it was put in, so you know how. And long after it takes. how many days can you assume something spoiled? I don't know. You're asking a guy who. Uh, Who's very into vegetables. I, I'm not in charge of the Pach Shemitah here. Who's <laughs> very into vegetables. But if Rabbi Rivka Segal happens to walk by the studio, <laughs> then we can ask her. <laughs> she might know better than me. And she's always anxious to get on the air and speak about issues. So maybe oh she'll my do- gosh, she's dying to get on the air. <laughs> so this is a great excuse to get her on the air. Anyway, so that's the, that's the no, answer. Put it the, answer that's is, the answer is if yeah. you have anything, even if it's something you want to discard, because you obviously want to discard these First four layers. You want right, to get you rid- can't eat them, right? But but if you still, eat them, but it's can, still good can to eat. eat. You can eat. Uh, right. I mean, lettuce is a problem. I think of svichen. I think. Am I right? No, I'm not saying in we're talking about last year. Not now. The rabbinite's angry that we're talking about we're something talking that's about not, that's that's not halacha <laughs> It's not in Yana Dioma. She's, she's a ups- very practical rabbinite. She's <laughs> upset that it's not in Yana Dioma and we're, we're talking about it. No, we know it's not this year. I'm saying in general, I'm sure you've gone through this experience many times. That's all. So even though this, even though these leaves are somewhat edible, quote unquote, you don't want to eat them because of the danger of the bugs. Right. So you, but you have to treat them properly because it's shemitah what, during a shemitah year. You have to treat them properly when it's shemitah. So this, the, well, you go through this, this is in other words, the OU guide is saying that's what that's the practice you should do. You should do four 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 layers. You should take iceberg four lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. Detach loose leaves. Discard core lettuce. Oh, detach loose leaves. Discard. Core lettuce, split head in half, peel four layers off the head, carefully check these leaves by holding the leaf on direct light, check both sides of each. So I think, I guess the one you're discarding is the loose leaves. I'm reminded of a Little Rascals episode where they discard, remember that? They were trying to eat the, I think, what was Oh, right. That fruit. They they ended up with nothing at the end because they kept discarding. That's what it sounds like. It looks like a half a lettuce. Um, (laughs) What do you use for Mara? Lettuce. Lettuce, yeah. yeah. So you, I mean, again, it's not Shemitah this year, but. Yeah, so Gush Katif lettuce, you don't have to discard anything. Because. Right, Riv? Yeah, Gush Katif lettuce is grown. Right, we don't discard things in Israel. We don't discard things. No, Gush Katif lettuce is grown in a way that is essentially bug-free, but it but there's instructions on the bag, how to wash it and stuff like that. You don't get rid of four of the... Right. You know that 
you know the Rabbit Eat could actually bring a microphone in here. You know, yeah, she could. But <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. But it's really not happening. And it's so bad for I'm radio. sorry for all those who and are listening. CK is listening going, <laughs> stop with the dead air already. <laughs> anyway, so there you have it. The, Wait, we have the, you know, we have the, uh, what should we call <laughs> The sound effects. <laughs> the sound effects just. Anyway, so that's the answer. The answer is that. Uh, Come to Israel and you don't have to discard anything. That was the answer. that Right, but essentially, if you would be in a situation where you're getting a lettuce off the street and you're now checking it for bugs, you would have to take those leaves and put them somewhere in your pach shemitah during and not shemitah, just throw them out. And not right. just, not, during, but right, not, not this year, year just right. during a shemitah year, right? right. <sighs> I was asking out of curiosity. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> anyway. Off the rails, man. Thank you very much, Rabbi Eagle Siegel. Uh, has, uh, has the wedding party uh, started to arrive? Yes. Hashem. The wedding party is partying. I'm sitting here doing <laughs> shows. The wedding party's partying. <laughs> Uh, I just want you to know that Mina Shemaim that you did not do the show yesterday because the internet went out between one and three yesterday in our house. No way. That's yeah. I was informed by our, our neighbors, the Friedenbergs, that uh, that's unbelievable. Rifki said that the Rabbi Rifki Segel, sorry. That's unbelievable. So Baruch Hashem. So one day I decided to take off. To Thank take, you, Mayor Furtick. To take care of a few things. That's right. By the way, could you imagine with the weather outside right now that we were on that porch at the end of December? We were on that porch. It was beautiful, boiling hot weather until the sun went Why down. That is front. It? It's March 31st. <laughs> what is it? Today's March 30th. 30th. What Makes is no going sense. on? I don't know. Every sense. time you walk into this country, all of a sudden, you know, global cooling exists. You don't remember? You're blaming Every, me. First of all, You're you came. Me. The last great snowfall in Jerusalem, <laughs> you were here. Oh, okay. don't even talk to me about that. Yom Yerushalayim, the only time in the history of <laughs> Jerusalem. Forget the history of the reunited Jerusalem. The history of Jerusalem that it rained in May. And flooded the place. Oh, my God. And it totally. We remember we were standing outside in a beautiful sunrise. It sundress. was funny because people Boom. were commenting if the weather would have been like that in 1967, they never would have conquered Jerusalem. <laughs> it was no, crazy. the Arabs would have run away faster, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, anyway. And you're forgetting the other time. Remember, I came for Pesach in 2006, and it was 12 degree weather the entire time, like Fahrenheit, the entire time was freezing. Remember that? It was freezing. What, what, is, what is going on here? What I, is, I did see that the weather's <coughs> supposed to change drastically for the better starting Shabbos here. Well, I hope so. Yeah. For the, for <laughs> it's April 1st. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> Here's some hot weather. For the Ofruf. But is it supposed to be cold next week also? No, no we're finally going to get some really nice temperatures. But the the wedding I heard is supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, sunny and seventies only. Thank God. We don't know seventies. We don't know from that. We know. What do you know? Twenty. You know twenty. You could actually tell me what twenty is. I can tell you exactly. Yeah. What's twenty? What is twenty? Yeah. What's twenty? Seventy. It's that high. Twenty. If you're if you're at twenty, you're warm in Yerushalayim at twenty. One thing I know that I know it. One thing. A minute ago, you said you knew. What's thirty-six plus? I don't know. You said you knew this stuff. What's that? 20, you want to know? 24 <laughs> times 9 is 36 plus 32 is 68. Not bad. 20 is 68. So if it's 20, then you know you're, that's a good. Uh, I, I would come if it was 20. Yeah, that's a good tip. <laughs> I would come to the wedding if it's 20. <laughs> that's a good Is the chuppah outdoors? I don't think so. 
I don't know, but I don't think so. I already. already, It's outdoors. I think there is an outdoor area. I said to somebody today. They said, "Do you know? You know, like you know anything about the the wedding?" I said, "I've never been to the wedding hall." I said, "I'm already anticipating someone's going to walk up to me. You know, one of my guests is going to walk up and says, "Do you know where we're supposed to go to?" I said, "No, this isn't the bright zone. (laughs) This isn't Marina. I have no idea where you're supposed to go right now. I'm sorry." I just want to know. It's a beautiful venue that I can tell. You've been there. Yes. So the father of the Khatan has not been there, but the uncle of the Khatan has been there. Correct. Wow. Life is funny. That's me, right? <laughs> Life is funny, isn't it? <laughs> Let's talk about lettuce. <laughs> All right. More what, co- <laughs> what time is the uh, is the panel going to be on? Uh, another 10 minutes. Oh. Okay. You have a question? No, I just want to say hello to Rabbi Schoenfeld. Could you, uh, could you th- do me a favor? What? Do me, you owe this to your brother. <laughs> Think of a couple of really good questions, like zingers. Think of a couple of zingers for the panel, please. I'm begging you. Like, <laughs> like bread on Pesach. I think one time I was in the studio when someone asked how you cash your dining room chairs. You're not <laughs> like, serious. There was once. There was once one kind of question. I like have that. an opening. I already have an opening for today's questions for for this panel. Oh really? Yes. Maybe you should join me for that. You'll you'll love it. But the the big plus is to have um, is to have our Dre drugs people. That's there. correct. Why you have medications here? You need to check well, out. Well, I thank God we have a we have a list here. It's very very good. But it always seems to me, and I'm being serious for a second. I surely ask them, but it always seems to me that that every time you ask a question, it's good. Like most prescriptions are good. Is there anything that's seriously chametz out there that's a major prescription? That's a major, uh, you know. I know that's a question. Medicine? I have to ask them. Is mm-hmm. that, do me a favor, stick around. Maybe you'll help me ask them. No, that. I'd like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. If you think that. Thank you very much. More coming up. It's Jam in the M from Jerusalem. Malchehamlachim, Akadosh Baruchu, Ribono Shelona, Toda, Toda Shani, Ometkan Mulcha Umode, Vehol Masheo Marie Keam, Ochefes Leomat Mashani Behemet, Sarich Leodot Lecha. על הכל אני צריך להודות לך כי הכל ממך הכל נתת לי בחן בחסד וברחמים תודה על כל הדברים בעולם תודה על כל הפעמים הקדוש ברוך הוא, ריבונו של עולם, תודה, תודה שאני 
עומד כאן מולך ומודה. תודה על כל הפעמים שעזרת לי ולא ידעתי להגיד תודה. תודה על כל החסדים שאתה עושה עימי בכל רגע ורגע. תודה על כל נשימה ונשימה שאני נושם. ותודה לך, מלך מלכי המלכים, גם על כל הדברים
J.M. and the A.M. with Eitan Katz. Espoir is the name of that selection here on a Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. Mazal tov to those who are completing Maseches Nazir today. Hatzlacha Rabbah to those who are starting Maseches Sota uh, in Dafyomi in the one page per day or one folio per day, more accurately, uh, study of Talmud. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Our um, Pesach products program is scheduled for right after Rabbi Goldwasser, and we will have that for you, please, God. We're just going to figure out the technical aspect of the entire of the entire uh, venture. <laughs> and once that's done, we will... Um, What's that, son? We will share all of our panelists with you right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, before Eitan Katz, Eighth Day with Ben Amram. You heard Aliyah Yahav with the Toda. And um, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Parsha, Vayomer Moshe al Aaron, Karav el Mizbeach. Moshe told Aaron to come close to the Mizbeach. Rashi tells us, Shehoya Aaron Bush, because Aaron was ashamed. Omar lo Moshe, so Moshe said to him, Loma ato Bush, why are you afraid? Why are you ashamed? Lekach nivcharta. You were chosen because of this. The great Zerah Shimshon asked the question, what does it mean, Lekach Nivcharta, that you were chosen because of this? He explains that the reason that Aaron made the Egel, the golden calf, was because he knew that in the hearts of some of Klal Yisrael was the Machshava, the thought of Avodah If that thought is going to stay there, they're not going to be able to do tshuva because they'll think that, what's a hearer, what's a thought? Doesn't mean anything, doesn't hurt anybody. However, after they made the Egel and they took their thoughts and they put them into action, so then certainly they would be inspired to do tshuva. And that is how he was able to get Klal Yisrael to do tshuva, to repent. And that's what it means when Chazal tell us, Kola Osa Avera, whoever sins, umispayish, and then afterwards is ashamed, the person is forgiven for all of their sins. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Aaron. Why are you ashamed? Why are you afraid? The mere fact that you were able to bring Klau Yisrael to the understanding that they had done something wrong, and then they themselves became ashamed. You brought them all to tshuva. You gave them kapara. You gave them atonement and slicha and forgiveness. So therefore, Aaron Akoyen, please come near, come to the Mizpeach, and do the Avodah, because all that you are doing is L'Shem Shemayim, for the sake of Hashem. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday morning, 30th day of March, day number uh, 9 
excuse me, day number eight in the month of uh, Nissan, the year 5783. All right, we're trying to set up our panel uh, so that we can um, present our Pesach products program. We had a little bit of a glitch. And we're going to see if we can get that glitch to be um, to be rectified. And if it is rectified, then uh, everybody who's supposed to be a panelist will actually be together virtually, and we'll be able to start asking the questions regarding Pesach five seven eight three. Simple as that. That's our intention, and hopefully, it'll work out. Um, meanwhile, I'll remind you that our good friends at A&H have amazing and incredible delicious products, 99% of which are kosher la Pesach. What do you do? You go to kosherdogs.net. You can check out the entire list. Plus, of course, go to any display or any uh, supermarket in our neighborhoods, and you'll find an incredible A&H display in the provisions slash meat section. And um, you'll have... Great items for both meals and snacks to serve to your family during the holiday of Pesach. You know, we like to say, try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. We are waiting for our panel to um, to join us here at JM in the AM. And once, once the panel does join us, we will uh, start our Pesach products program here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I do call your attention to the OU booklet. This is the one that um, is, I assume, the largest of all the OU publications every single year. Certainly the one with uh, the most valuable information. They call it Passover, the OU Guide to Passover. A lot of interesting articles, but most importantly, a lot of important information about the upcoming holiday. We're talking about times to eat and burn the chametz. We're talking about, um, as we said earlier, how to check your vegetables for bugs. We're talking about what to do with your pets during Pesach to make sure they don't go hungry. We're talking about the different shiurim, the different measurements and sizes and guidelines that one needs for the Seder. I mean, we're talking about a whole bunch of important information. Plus, of course, the most important is all the industrial and consumer products that have a hechsher that are allowed to be used on Pesach. So as soon as our panel is uh, together, we will, um, we will present our Pesach products program. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Avrami, I don't see, I don't see the waiting room. Why is that? I do not see the waiting room here anywhere. Ah, I see it now. Okay. Hang on. I see it now. Um, we are still waiting for uh, Rabbi Schoenfeld. And we are waiting for uh, the Birnbaums. Uh, Rami, if, uh, if people, if they use the same, uh, if they use the same um, code, is that uh, sufficient? Because I'm encouraging them to try one more time. Um, so that's the story. And the OU, of course, has a hotline. And we will emphasize uh, later on, Hagen, hey, touch with the OU. 
in order to ask the different questions. All right, it looks like we're getting this together, believe it or not. And we'll have our Pesach Products program coming up. All right, two things you need to know in terms of methods to reach us. One is the email address, nachumandnachumsegel.com. Again, nachumandnachumsegel.com. That one is the email address. Try to use Pesach question in the subject line. Makes life a lot easier for us. Again, Pesach question in the subject line will make life a lot easier for us. Uh, you can also utilize the app. We already have people on the app who've been asking questions, and we'll get to some of those coming up. Uh, but feel free to use the app and to join us in that way. Um, just go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app, for Android and iPhone. Just go to the Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone. And... Um, And you'll be all set. Um, all right, we'll, we're we're trying to get our panel together. I'm told Rabbi Gersten is already with us. Rabbi Gersten, are you there? Did I have to? Yes, I am. Oh, there he is, Rabbi. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. One year later, here we are. Uh, in addition, I am told that there's a special guest who's with us, uh, this year who has not made an appearance on the Pesach show for quite a while, but I am told that he is with us this year. Rabbi, are you there? I'm sorry. The other phone is, is, I, I called in on the phone also because it, just in case the, uh, the zoom link doesn't work. Well, once oh, you're on two phones. I'm on two phones. Yeah. Oh, so it's not yeah. the surprise rabbi that I thought it was. Those of you who remember the Pesach Products program in its infancy, those of you who remember it from years and years ago, there are two people whose names are synonymous with the era of Pesach Pesach Products program from years ago, and that would be uh, me and Rabbi Mordechai Grumberg. And I was told that Rabbi Grumberg might uh, make an effort to join us in this session. Who knows? He might, uh, he might actually join us at some point during the show. Um, all right. I need, I need a recommendation uh, of Rami. Do you have a recommendation for me? We're going to have to figure out a way to get everybody on the panel. Avrami, apparently people who are trying to get in have been told or are being told the meeting hasn't started yet. So maybe we could work on that. Meanwhile, I'm going to start with Rabbi Gersten on a variety of issues. Rabbi, uh, one of the people that um, used our app this morning to ask a question. Um, one of the people that used the app for this morning to ask a question said the following, and I found this to be quite interesting in light of how we normally approach some of the uh, common sense topics regarding Pesach. They said that uh, they wanted to know if Kirkland water can be used on Pesach. They said, what is the Pesach status of Kirkland water? I've heard conflicting answers. Now, Rabbi Gersten, if someone has heard conflicting answers, that means that some people have informed them that it's okay to use for Pesach and others have informed them 
that obviously it's not okay to use for Pesach. So I ask you, what would you say in terms of regular, clear, bottled water and the big holiday? Okay, so if it's just regular, plain water, it is unquestionably not a problem. The issue is, uh, that shouldn't be the issue, but the question, I guess the confusion um, arises by the Kirkland um, water that has minerals added. Okay, one of the minerals that they add is something called calcium citrate. And a citrate is a, a type of a, a citric acid uh, derivative, and they dissolve it in the water. It's a very, very tiny amount. In fact, most people don't even taste, you can't taste the citric in the water. It just tastes like water with minerals. So it, it you know, it has a, some people like that taste better. And there, the, the citric acid uh, is something that is a, in general, it's a Pesach sensitive ingredient. And we, the OU, whenever we certify a product that has in its citric acid, we, of course, if it's for Pesach, it has to be a kosher to Pesach citric acid. Um, the, the Kirkland does not have their water certified for Pesach. They have it bottled at multiple, multiple places all over the country. It is impossible for the OU to look into all the different sources for the calcium citrate. And therefore, um, we do say that it is fine to use as long as it is bought before Pesach. The reason being, it already be bottled. It's it's parts per you know million yeah. or something. I don't know exactly the, the you know the, the exact formula, but it is such a tiny amount that they add that if you buy it before Pesach, the the, the you know to quote um, Rabbi Schoenfeld, out of the overabundance of caution. <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> or as Rabbi Schoenfeld would say to us, that's, that's, it's Pesach after all. I mean, come on. It's Pesach after all. <laughs> that's right. So that's the issue. The issue is that there is an ingredient added. It is such a minute, tiny amount. It is almost definitely not chametz. Most citric acid is not chametz. But the OU cannot take responsibility to say as a, as a fact that it is fine. And that's why we recommend buying it before Pesach. The issue is if you buy it on Pesach, um, there is, the water can actually be bottled and sent to the store very, very quickly. It's a very quick turnover with water. Uh, you notice they'll come with a whole cases of it at once. You know, a forklift will bring it right into the store type of a situation. It could come in. It could be bottled on Pesach and sold on Pesach. Right. So, so again, the, that is the question. Extra caution. And with that in mind, we welcome Rabbi Schoenfeld to the show. And I apologize, Rabbi Schoenfeld, maybe because I'm in Jerusalem and we're so many thousands of miles away from each other. Maybe that caused the glitch this morning. And we're still waiting for the Burnbaums to join us. Rabbi Schoenfeld, I literally just quoted you to Rabbi Gersten. I gave him the the famous, the well-known Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld line of. It's Pesach after all. I mean, come on. <laughs> you look like you're in a house. Is that your place, all these farm behind there? This is my base medrash. This is what I call my base medrash when I'm in Jerusalem. And okay, it's, it's not just an image, Rabbi. It's a collection of all my great farm. Oh, and I, and I, <laughs> but let's put it this way. It's a collection of someone's farm, okay? How's that? And okay. we started off with Rabbi Gersten. Of course, we were, you could imagine. Who's that, who's, that, who's that behind you? Just give me a thumbs up. Someone behind me just gave you a thumbs up? Yep. Holy cow. I wonder who that was. I would assume it was Rabbi Yigal Siegel, who really yeah. does have a Sfarim collection in Jerusalem. Uh, anyway, we started, and I, I hope the Birnbaums join us because they're always so valuable to us regarding medication. Well, they may have the same problem I had. A lot of problems. I was ready to go. Exactly. At 
Exactly. Yeah. And by the way, there's a rumor about Grunberg supposed to join us as well. So I'm telling you, we're yeah, trying to. We're trying to we're trying to get all. Of, he just landed from China. He's back in Israel. Uh, we're trying to get all of this straightened out, but we're having trouble doing so. What can I tell you? You know, this is what happens, Rabbi Schoenfeld, when it's a really wonderful Simcha Dick time, and you know what's going on. You know, we're making a wedding in Israel this coming Sunday. You know, we're having Shever Baruch Hashemir Tzeshem at the Seder. You know that we're going to be in Israel for Pesach. You knew. Right. You knew with everything that was going smoothly over these couple of weeks. You knew something had to glitch out, and yeah, sure enough, right. it was this morning's attempt to. Uh, get everybody together. Your Sheva Brochus thing, you know, I have a Mishnah Brewer here every day, which starts at nine. I'm going to have to get off by nine on this program, but could you right. share with us what you're doing about Sheva Brochus coinciding with the uh, Avrakosas? My father had that child about 35, 40 years ago. Well, I, re I can remind you that my sister also got married Sunday night on the 11th of Nisan, and uh, we had the Seder, but uh, she helped us out because she went to her uh, in-laws for the Seder, so we didn't have to worry about it. But here we are. Here we are about 40 years later, and we're going through the same thing in our family. And what we are doing is there's a tshuva. There's a tshuva. And what's the issue? The issue is, I'm so glad you asked, Rabbi. The issue is that you're not supposed to add a kosher bracha to the Seder. Uh, and, of course, right. since, since there are two kosos for Sheva brachas, you're ob obviously adding a kos, one kos, to the, uh, to the night. Uh, there is an eight-page tshuva from Ramosha Feinstein in which he quotes his son, Rav David Feinstein, of blessed memory, twice, that tells you how to procedurally go ahead if you have a minion at the Seder and make Sheva brachas. Now, that's all I can tell you because I've assigned somebody to read the tshuva <laughs> so, that, so that they'll be able to tell us what to do. But I do know that there is a Shiloh, and I do know that there's an answer. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. My father went through it. He at that time he consulted Rabbi Soloveitchik, and every year he spoke about it. And I still don't remember what he said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a way to designate the second coast as something else or belonging to someone else at the table. I don't remember exactly, but I can tell you one thing: my machutin is going to know exactly what to do on Wednesday night. That's for sure. There's okay. Hashem. All right, we have two methods for people to get in touch with us with Pesach questions. And again, hopefully our full panel will join us very soon. Uh, we're really waiting for the burn bounds because all oh, those medications, those medications, they can be they can be tedious, rabbis. Oh, it can be tedious trying to answer every one of those questions about which medications are allowed. Um, so in, I remind everybody there's two methods, either nachomandnachomsegel.com. Again, nachomandnachomsegel.com. Try to put Pesach question in the subject line. And you can utilize our app. Feel free to utilize the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and ask your question. So this listener asks the following. Listen carefully. For Pesach products, what antacid mouth-dissolving tablet, not a liquid, not a powder, not a caplet, not a capsule, a tablet is okay for Pesach and preferably available over-the-counter in a local drugstore. Uh, also, what's the st status with Tums this year? So what can you tell us about an antacid that dissolves, a tablet that dissolves in one's mouth? Are those available? Are, are, are ones that we could use as Pesach available readily in pharmacies around this country? And what's the status of Tums? Rabbis, what can you tell us? Well, I, I can just tell uh, maybe Robert Gersten wants, Gersten wants to add to this, but I, I can tell you that uh, uh, all of the pe Pepto-Bismol line <clears throat> is kosher. <clears throat> that should include the, uh, the tablet as well. Um, Tums, every year we go through this, and uh, Tums, uh, except for the chewable form, unless things have changed, but Tums, except for the chewable form, uh, are, are all acceptable as well. So um, 
uh, sh uh, sugar free has has kithios. I should add to that, but otherwise, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I would just add that I believe Adwe makes a uh, a Tums equivalent, and that's kosher pesa. And that would be a, and that would be a tablet. I think so. I, I'm I'm not familiar with the product, but I believe it's like a, a like a Tums type of you know equivalent. But yes, um, you know the you could also get the Tums. Um, but they are they're kidios, but um, you know someone who needs it for. So then, well, the final is most likely the kidios is is bottled from before Pesach, most likely. So uh, it, it's probably not a not a problem. Well, that would indicate, as the listener suggests in their question, that would indicate you have to buy it before Pesach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adwi, uh, as Rabbi Kristen is mentioning, probably has hashkakos, probably no problem having ingredients, but the Tums is probably is advisable to buy before Pesach. And Pepto Bismol, I don't think it has any problem. All right. Just trying to deal with this other situation that we're in right now. Give me one second. Um... <laughs> See, Rabbi, <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld, you'll, you'll find this uh, to be humorous somewhat. Uh, Rabbi uh, Grumberg claims to be, to be in the waiting room for the last half hour, but I don't see him here in the waiting room, which means he's probably in the waiting room of some other Pesach products program. How do you like oh, that? True. Or maybe he's in the waiting room of El Al. You know, you, I got to <laughs> get this way, Rabbi Grumberg. I told him he better show up today. But how do you know? Rabbi Grunberg is Rabbi Grunberg. I didn't realize that you had been given advance notice that he might be joining us. This question is a uh, Pesach question about the status of um, the status of where am I here? One second. Um, Purell. Now, I, is there even an issue with with something like Purell, which has now you know gotten into our uh, into our community and into our into our country to such a large degree. I would assume there's, that, it, that there's nothing wrong with it, but I also thought there was nothing wrong with the water. What can you tell us about Purell? Purell is all listed as okay, as far as covets. You have to be aware, you know, this the Purell issue surfaced during COVID as a Shabbos Shiloh, and then as a Yantif Shiloh, as far as Malacha. In other words, is it is it the um, Mareach, uh, right. Because you're smearing this, uh, you, and you're, you're you're rendering this um, more thick liquid into a very fine liquid. Uh, so there are. If, I don't want to misquote him, but I believe is the name of Rab Shmuel Kamenetsky who said it's problematic. But I think uh, other poskim and uh, do not do not follow that personally. I did use Purell throughout the pandemic. So, but but it's not a Pesach Shiloh. If anything, it's a Malacha Shiloh for Shabbos and Yantam. But you have to follow your your rabbi for that. Okay, and in general, topical, because this is another question from the same listener, uh, topical material that one uses or topical solutions that one uses uh, to apply to, uh, you know, to one's body, to one's skin, all of that should be fine, correct? Or do you not want to Yeah, but then again, you have to be concerned about this mamareach of, of, of uh, you know, liquefying something that's more solid. So you have to dab it. Let's say you want to use an ointment, dab it, or during, during the yuntif part of Pesach. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm talking more about the regular part of Pesach as opposed to yuntif, but I hear that. Yeah. Fro yeah those what is the status of frozen strawberries with an OU? Uh, Rabbi Gerstein, we'll let the Rabbi Gerstein take the time. We'll put him on the hot seat. Go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah, I mean, it's not a it's not a chametz question. There's no chametz in the in the strawberries. Um, you know, so it's the same year as year round. So whatever uh, level of you know frozen strawberries a person buys year round, uh, you know, it's the same for for Pesach. 
you know, some people only want to buy the, you know, the Mahadran brands that are grown in you know, greenhouses or something because they're very careful about, you know, about issues of, of bugs in their, in their strawberries. Uh, other people are, uh, you know, accept the fact that, uh, the, you know, the, the, the thorough washings that are done and the, you know, it's, even though it's a regular strawberry, it goes through a whole uh, series of, you know, um, mechanized washing, and right. then it gets frozen at the end. It's not the freezing that gets rid of the bugs, it's the washing that does. And the, the OU certifies many brands of frozen strawberries. And yeah, they're, you know, it's not a, it's not a Pesach issue. I, I need to correct something of myself, if you don't yeah. mind. Sure. Pepto-Bismol, I, I assume that the whole Pepto-Bismol line is kosher pay, including the tablets. I, I can't say that. I only know that the, the liquid, the original liquid, uh, is kosher Pesach. I, I can't document that the tablets are as well. So uh, you might be better off with Tums, or as Rabbi Gersten said, with Adwi. A um, couple of really good questions from this listener. I don't know if I should put you on the spots, Rabbi, but on the spot, but why not? Uh, why do some stores charge three ninety nine for five pounds of machine made matzah, and others twenty one ninety nine in the United States? What could you say about the discrepancy of matzah prices, Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld? It's uh, well, it's it's a, it's an awful thing. I don't know. Every year we we find price gouging and. And every year, one politician gets up and picks on the car washes, the non-Jewish car washes, take advantage <laughs> of us. But that, that's the soft target. But what about all the stores? Is it the, is it the distributor, the manufacturer, the store? Each one blames the other. But the, it's inexcusable. Very, very inexcusable. I want to want to mention another thing. I was on the phone with a certain consumer from Queens last night. Yeah. He's very particular about the tear weight. In other words, when you go in, you go into a store, you order a pound of coleslaw. They're supposed to deduct by law and by halacha a certain amount for the container itself. There's a formula to it. And he went into one store, happens to be baked goods, and they said, uh, can you, he said, can you take off the tail? He, so she says, what's the difference? It's just 20 cents at the most. He says, first of all, it's 20 cents, so you take the you 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 take off the 20 cents. And second of all, he said, it's not. He waited for her. There's $1.23 difference. In other words, if you're paying seven pound seven dollars a pound for coleslaw, you're paying seven dollars a pound for the container, the plastic container that's with it, and that's money. And by law, and by halacha, and by ethics, uh, that 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 has to be addressed. Wow. You need to get that out. So you have a right to say, please take into account the the tear weight. As far as price discrepancies, there is no excuse. Somebody there is making money that they shouldn't be. Wow. Never be. Remember Mario Cuomo tried getting down to the bottom of it. Every year, so they all say it's the Mario Cuomo. That must have been decades ago, Rabbi Shomo. Yes, and it was Mario Cuomo. Woo. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time. Rabbi Gersten, yeah. have you ever even heard of Mario Cuomo? <laughs> Isn't it the name of a bridge or something? There you go. All right. But Bob Grant, he loved Mario Cuomo. Yeah. How many people here have heard of Bob Grant? <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld is, is as hot as a pistol so far this morning, everybody. Amazing. This listener has a um, another question. Is there a source of information for kosher Pesach non-kidney oat products for shopping in Israel? Now, obviously, this is one that concerns me, especially when I got a panic phone call that there are no snacks for Pesach in Israel that aren't kidney oat. What could you tell us about this, Rabbi Schoenfeld? Have you ever has the OU ever made an effort uh, to 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 um, uh, release a comprehensive list like the one they've had in the United States? 
I'm not, I'm not aware of it. Maybe Rabbi Gersten is. Maybe I, I, there's a phone number up there, six four six. Could that be Rabbi Grunberg? Let's no. see. No, it's a, we no, already it, determined. I, we already I, determined I, I, Rabbi, Rabbi Gersten is dominating every method and avenue to be on this Zoom meeting. Oh, so okay. <laughs> so. Maybe, maybe Rabbi Gersten would know about this. The kidneys. Rabbi Gersten, any any word about what's going on in Israel? Because you know, for those consumers, I'm sorry, I really don't know. I you know. It's a great question. I, I think I've heard it discussed even in the OU. Um, in the OU, we put out our Passover guide every year, which is, of course, all Amer- you know, based in America, what, what's available. Um, and I, I think I've heard discussions about trying to put together something for Israel. But I, as far as I know, nothing is they – don't, they don't have such a list. All right. There you go. Let's see what else we have here in our email questions. Um, those of you who want to send one in, feel free. NachumandNachumSiegel.com. Target salmon with an OU. Can I use it on Pesach? Uh, Rabbi Gerson, you want to take that? Um, in the OU, it has a list of different salmon or fish that are acceptable for Pesach uh, with just a plain OU. Um, you know, I, Target is not on that list. Um, one of the, the, the common ones that are, you know, one of the popular ones, I should say, that, that are on the list is the Kirkland brand uh the costco you know salmon uh, but there's a there's a, a about seven or eight different uh salmons that the ou has looked into and um there's a wegman's uh atlantic salmon there's a was wellesley farms you know there's a whole bunch in the in the ou guide of that just need a plain ou and they're acceptable for pesach no the, the truth is if it's just a plain you know frozen um you know um not spiced, not not seasoned, not smoked, just you know, raw frozen salmon. The the really there's not much of an issue. Um the the reason the OU does look into it though is because they have found that uh there could be uh, what's called a glaze that's placed on the fish when before freezing. And um it's not it it, it could be a kidneyous shiloh with that, and it stays as a layer of you know frozen glaze on the on the fish. Um, it, it's not it's not clear that everyone does this, but if they do, um, it would really be sufficient to rinse it off, uh, especially before Pesach. So, you know, if a person were to buy other salmon or finds themselves in the freezer with a frozen package of salmon and they don't want to throw it out, you know, they want to use it on Pesach, um, there is a possibility of you know scrubbing it and and then putting it aside and using it um, or cooking it up right then, I guess. I don't know if a person should, you know, defrost and then refreeze their fish. It's probably not a good idea, but if they want to cook it right then before Pesach, um, but I would really recommend following one of the, one of the ones that are listed by the OU. It's on page 72 of the guide. And they have about six or seven different, you know, supermarket available, uh, salmons. Amazing. Amazing. I'm told that Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum are in fact with us guys. Are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, uh, I am. Thank Avrami. Resent the link. Resent uh, the link. Avrami. Avrami saves our life every single day. What can I tell you, Larry? Oh, it's so great to have you. Things doing well on at J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn. Baruch Hashem, things are happening. Uh, busy. Um, the the avenue is going crazy. Um, <laughs> people preparing, buying. You know, it, it's Baruch Hashem. Uh, very, very looks like a beautiful Pesach this year. Um, Avrami, one last message. I just resent a uh, a link to Rabbi Grumberg. If you could ask him to check his email, that'd be wonderful. His OU 
email. We're speaking with our almost our full panel, yet another, well, actually, it is our full panel. Uh, we're just waiting for Rabbi Grunberg to add to the panel. Uh, as uh, you're listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Larry, I, um, I asked this question earlier in the show before the panel even started, and I was curious. It always seems when people call up, and they tell you the name of the medication. I, I think over 90% of the time you're able to say, thank God, that there's no comments in it. And I say, thank God, this way they'll be able to take it over Pesach. When it comes to real medicine, forget the herbs and some of the other things we talk about where people have to be concerned about kidney oat and make a decision with their doctor if they should take it over Pesach. But when it comes to real medication, am I right that somewhere between 90 and 100% likely does that have chametz in it, or is that a wrong assumption? No, that's a, that's a correct assumption. And uh, again, I'm sure the rabbis would concur if it's some life-saving medication. Sure. Um, the vomits and the usually kidneys is really uh, not a factor. And um, I'm sure the rabbis would concur that they should absolutely definitely take it for Koach Nefesh, and it should be done. Yeah, I just, yes. I, I don't know. I like to reassure people. Rabbi Schoenfeld, I don't know if you agree with me. I like to reassure people, especially when we're talking to the masses, that the likelihood is you're not eating chametz gummar. Again, I'm not saying they shouldn't check and ask. Obviously, they should. But they should at least have that peace of mind once Purim ends and Pesach's approaching that what they have to take is likely going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay, but are you talking about prescription drugs? Yeah, right prescription now? drugs. Prescription drugs. You have yes. some over the counter, like you know, right, of course. stuff that can contaminants with wafers, such as chametz gummer. But are the are the prescription drugs? Uh, first of all, if you're getting a drug prescribed already, the odds are greatly that it's it relates to your bikuach uh, nefesh. Right, of course. You know, of course. And secondly, um, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a chemist. I'm not a uh, you know, I'm not a pharmacist like Larry is. But as I. I don't see what the Hummus issue right. could be, especially since it's in a pill, it's totally non-edible. Correct. And I just think it's important to reassure people that the likelihood is going in that don't have to be concerned. Obviously, we are suggesting that everyone ask and, you know, get Larry or whoever is going to reassure you that there's no Hummus in something to, in fact, you know, ru- to, to, in fact, uh, you know, uh, uh, to uh, give you that, um, uh, that, that um, definitive answer. But I just feel it's important to make a general statement like that, especially when speaking to the masses. Speaking of medicine, listener Sarah asks, is Sulindac okay for Pesach? Larry? A Sulindac would be okay for Pesach, like we just were uh, saying. Right. My, I, uh, I just want everyone out there to realize that there's a very big supply chain issue with medication um, just in general, with all medications, for instance, your Tylenols, your Motrins, I'm sure people were noticing that it's hard to get. Um, over the past couple of years, there's been a very big um, switch over of the manufacturing of all the chemicals that go into making pills and making medication. And a lot of it's coming from China. Um, I'd say 90% of the ingredients um, inert ingredients and things that they use to make tablets is coming out of China. Um, we used to be making uh, products in Puerto Rico and in the United States, and they've stopped making the medication over there, and they've moved over to the cheaper sources in China. And unfortunately, due to COVID, um, the Chinese um, manufacturing facilities have closed, went out, um, are having their own issues. And so, <laughs> like, 
uh, I can't tell you, every other day we're getting recalls on medication that came from China, ingredients that China supplied to India to make the medication. It was cancer-causing, so the recalling go off the shelves. Um, normal products that you, you know, had no problem getting for, you know, 20 years, all of a sudden you're scrambling to find it. And it's it's become a real issue. Um, I don't know about, you know, the kashut of it and, you know, how we could trace it to see, you know, it's comet stick, not comet stick. Um, but it has become a real issue, well, you know, with, yeah. with the manufacturing. Well, Larry, I will tell you that God is the ultimate producer because this is the year that he made sure that the man that we have in China and that the OU has in China is joining us. I'm not kidding. Really, God is the ultimate producer because Rabbi Mordechai Grunberg, who landed in Israel from China a couple hours ago, is on this call. Rabbi Grunberg, number one, welcome. Number two, thank you for founding this Pesach Products program with me years and years ago. And number three, a reaction to Larry's comments, please. Well, I didn't catch the whole reaction, the whole comment, but I did hear that most of the APIs uh, still come from China today. It's true, a lot of the Chinese um, small businesses uh, that make the uh, uh, components for the APIs or... Um, the pharmaceuticals, as we call it. As a matter of fact, last week, I was at a big uh, CPHI show, which is pharmaceuticals, because the OU certifies a lot of the components and chemicals that go into uh, pharmaceuticals. And it is it is true that uh, everything, you know, goes back to China. Uh, some some f In some form or fashion, you can't live without some component of any item in any industry coming from China. Unbelievable. So hopefully, and the, China's in the midst of, come, of making a you know reverse turn now. Uh, you know, I, I was in China for the whole last month, starting with China's Esther. First time since and, COVID, uh, or you were there before since COVID? Well, I was in Taiwan a few weeks before, and I was going to go straight to China from Taiwan, but that's when China just reversed their uh, COVID their, policy uh, protocol, and and they wanted to wait for the whole China to you know for the for the COVID to run its course. Right. So I was advised not to go till about a month ago when China opened up and uh, I was able to, you know, cover about 30 plants day so after you, day. So you are, you are our expert on supply chain issues, which is a serious issue, obviously, as Larry just uh, outlined for us. Uh, yes, you need yes. People need medications. You want to make sure there's no shortage of medications, and it is a serious uh, right. issue. Um, uh, Rabbi Grunberg, since you are with me, the founder of the Pesach Products Program, a comment about the Schoenfeld-Gersten team? Anything you'd like to say to the audience about those uh, in whose hands you left the audience? Yeah, I want to I wanna thank uh, Rebelli Gersten publicly for sending me a tshuva just about every single week. The minute I ask him for a tshuva, he sends it to me wow. like clockwork. It's unbelievable. Thank you, Rebelli. I want to. Oh, you are uh, very welcome, you. of course. And of course, and I want I want you to know your chuvis, Rebelli, go on the MDY site. I don't know if you know Merkaz Dafyomi, Eli Stefanski's site. Every week he has a publication, and it's reprinted in there, and that goes out to about thirteen thousand emails. And of course, your successor in this forum, Rabbi Schoenfeld, I know you proudly recommended him decades and decades ago. And look how he's continuing to fly the flag of Pesach products for you, Rabbi Grunberg. Well, he knows it was only a temporary stint. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, Ron Swoboda stepping in for Babe Ruth, you know. 
<laughs> you said I assume, I assume you're suggesting that Ruth was the better player. All right, f- please, folks, if you have an email, nachumandnachumsingle.com. If you want to go to the app, go to our app and make a comment with by asking a question. Um, Nachum, listener Isabel wants to know, and you want to know something, Rabbi Schoenfeld? This is actually a really, really good question because there are people in our audience who are not familiar with it. What does non-gabruchs mean? Uh, then she continues, when I shopped for Pesach, I saw rice cakes for Pesach. That surprised me. I didn't know it's allowed. Could you explain it to me? Mazal tov in the new studios. And, of course, a happy and healthy Pesach to all. Right? Schoenfeld, a good opportunity to review Gebrochs and to review Kitniot. Okay, Gebrochs is, uh, is a chumr that developed primarily in the Polish and Hungarian Hasidish world uh, just under 200 years ago. Even though we know clearly that matzah shruya is is mentioned uh, in uh, in halacha, matzah soaked in liquid, the problem with the brachs is as follows: They were afraid. Some of the chassidish were afraid that even after matzah is well baked, uh, there could be let's say little pockets and bubbles where there's unbaked flour. Then you put that into water or just about any liquid, and it could become chametz immediately. So therefore, the and the people who follow the non gebrocht policy, which is my family. My father was from Geruch Sidim. Uh, we do not brock. Uh, th- therefore, there's no kneidlach with matzah, matzah anything. Uh, you know, no, no matzah bride, no kneidlach with matzah meal. Matzah and liquid is out, except for the very last day. Not only that, those most people are even mocked on the kalim. In other words, I, I, I'm i going to my Litvish daughter who married a Litvak in Chicago on the second day. They don't keep gebrocks. But he, she's got to be careful to keep the the, the pots, pans, and and cutlery separate for me. Um, so uh, it, it's one of the few times a year I can feel firmer than other people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that's where it stems from 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 uh, the concern that there may be pockets of improperly baked um, uh, uh, matzah and the little moth flour dust is there. And it's Rashash Hamid. After all, Nachum, it's Pesach. It's Pesach after all, right, yeah. Schoenfeld? Now, she said something about rice cakes. Yeah, so I, I, assu- I assume that in certain neighborhoods, you can buy rice cakes at a kosher Pesach, but we as Ashkenazim would never eat them. That's correct. And I think uh, they can get quinoa cakes. But uh, maybe uh. Rabbi Gerstin, do you know if the OU is, is uh, the OU has, is Rabbi Gerstin, good? does the OU give a certification for Pesach on anything that is actually kidney oat, like a rice cake? Yes, they do. Wow. Yes, we do. Wow. Um, OU, That's revolutionary. OU. Kidneyos, um, you know, uh, designation, designation symbol, and there, you know, there's a whole list of of products that are. Um, it's also listed in the uh, page one ten. Page one ten. Wow. Correct? Um, I'm just trying to look here to see if they do have rice cakes. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to look and see what I'm missing on Pesach. Holy cow! I could have hummus if only I was a Sephardi. I could have pretzels if only I was a Sephardi. I could have uh, I could have uh, veggie chips. Wow, what else do we have here? Yeah, I don't see any rice cakes on this list, by the way. I don't see any rice cakes. There may be other hashgachos that are giving it, but the OU does not not oh, on rice yeah. cakes. Yeah, I, I would just add to something that Rabbi Schoenfeld said. Yeah, um, non gebrachs. It's true that people who many people are you know have that have that minig, uh, but even people who don't have that minig. Um, are, are often very careful about what matzah they eat. And if they see it says non-gebrox, that means there's no matzah meal in it. Right. There's no matzah. So then it means it's it's another, it's a marketing 
uh, language. It means it's acceptable. You know, it's it's acceptable for for all all you know, all people. No one has to be careful. You don't have to worry about you know, is it shmura matzah? Right. Is it eighteen minute matzah? I only eat this type of matzah. Understood. You know, like, therefore, for us Naga brothers, except for um, uh, matzah, we don't. We're not going to use the barimene mizonos the entire yantif. It's all shahako. You know, if, if any kind of pastries is automatically shahako. Yeah. There'll be no there'll be no matzah meal in there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Rabbi Shalva, we get it. We 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 understand that the holiday is much tougher for you than for most others. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi Grunberg, a comment on how tough Yuntiv is, Rabbi Schoenfeld, please. <laughs> is he still with us, no Rabbi Grunberg? There he is. No comment. Rabbi no Grunberg comment. says no comment. Listener Jeff says that some of the supermarkets are actually giving away the five-pound matzo boxes or making them very inexpensive as a loss leader. That is a tradition in our communities. We know about that. Regarding lettuce, he asks the following question. Hydroponically grown lettuce is available, usually in greenhouses with no soil, most likely not to have bugs. Do rabbis have any objection to that type of grown lettuce? No objection about it, but uh, people should be aware about using it for the mitzvah of murr. Um, So, you know, the OU certifies, you know, it often has three or four hashkachas on them even. They call it also vertically grown. It's right. another term that's right. used uh, to refer to this type of hydroponically grown. Now they grow it in, you know, these special greenhouses. You know, um, they're, they're excellent in terms of bugs. Um, you know, so if a person's looking to buy for their salads, you know, that's, you know, the, the OU, other Ashkachas, they, you know, very, very uh, prevalent these days. But it is a big question for the mitzvah of Murr, because the the bracha on this is also a question. Some, m- many hold the bracha on hydroponically grown vegetables as shahakal. Wow. And the, the you know, we, we, the, the, the halacha is pretty clear. The Gemara is pretty clear that Murr is a bari priyadama. So you know, whether it's just designating the type of species or whether it actually has to be a bari priyadama is a question, matter of you know, question. And therefore, you know, I, 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 as a lechatchila, I would recommend people, you know, you finding a different type of, you know, just, just for that one kazayas that you need at the, uh, or the two kazayas you know, that you need at the seder to buy one that is just grown in the ground, normal soil. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, you know, we talk about how much easier Pesach has become. In some ways, there are certain things you have to be much more careful about. Whoever would have thought that there could be a lettuce in front of you that's bracha is not Adama, but the bracha is actually a shahako. That's unbelievable. So, yes, it's easier these days to make Pesach, at least that's what we're told. Uh, but in some ways, you have to be much more careful about certain things. There are hotlines, by the way. Let's start with Larry and Ronnie and Jay Drugs. If people need a specific, and I want to mention this now, Larry, because there are going to be people who are tuning out in the next few minutes. They won't be with us for the latter part of the show. What's the best way for someone to reach Jay Drugs in Brooklyn, New York, and ask a question about a specific medicine? Um, they send it to the, uh, they can send it to um, the, um, the Gmail account jdrugsrx at gmail.com, jdrugsrx at gmail.com, and we'll respond to their uh, trialists. And that is, but, uh, yeah. The real problem I'm having is that people are asking specific, specific brands of the generics. And again, due to the supply chain, those generics that were available last year or, in, or might be in the best Colel book or in the Blumenkrantz's book, those companies are not available or they stopped making that generic. So, 
Um, some of them, some of them, I don't want to say outdated, but the information that they have is um, uh, you just can't get it anymore. There was just a big recall on lisinopril from uh, from uh, um, uh, from uh, what you call it, not Teva. A couple of companies had problems, uh, you know, where they recalled the medication due to the China issue, and. Um, you know, those companies are not available. They, you know, uh, just came off the market recently. So that's interesting because someone on the Accord, app, someone on the app. Accord was on there. And Accord just had a tremendous recall on all their products. Someone on the app actually said for regularly taken medication, is there an issue with generics or is research needed into a particular brand? So you're, you're essentially, when, 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 what advice are you giving people? Now that we're dealing with so many more generic items, right? Correct. We're dealing with more what we would call generic brands at this point. Right. Does it change? I, Does it change? I think we could, yeah. I think we can rely on what the rabbis were saying about if it's a prescription medication. Right. Uh, that it's a pekuach nefesh and they must take it. And the amount of chametz, if there is chametz in there, is, is negligible. So I, I, I would, you know, I mean, the rabbis are making myself obsolete, unfortunately. But in addition to, I think we all depend on the rabbis for everything, anyway. So um, I, I think this is a, a issue that they they really have to ask their own. No question about it. And and again, we're not serving as rabbinic advisors for any specific person out there, but we should mention Rabbi Grunberg, Rabbi Schoenfeld, Rabbi Gersten, that there are methods of taking medication that uh, that that you know, move you far away from the traditional uh, method of eating. Let's put it that way, because there are rabbis who might recommend specific tablets, maybe to wrap them in paper or, or use another method to, you know, completely um, regard it as not the normal way of eating Rabbi Schoenfeld. Yeah, that's, that's correct. I know some sometimes, I'm not sure if it's in this year, year's Passover directory, but in the past they recommended in some cases wrapping it in paper. Um I, I okay. That's a, that's an approach. That's an approach. Right. I, I think you could just end up sicker than you started with. But if it's in a pill and you're not, and it's not a chewable, but it's in a whole pill, and and you really have a chronic issue, the the it's a very very um, limited shaila because uh, it's not derech achila. It's most of it is is poisonous basically if you take it. Right. Um, and uh, and some type of uh, just food. It's it's. It's poisonous. It tastes horrible, and it's in pill form. Very, very little shayla. Um, so, uh, but again, those who want to be machmer, they think or know that there's chametz wrapping in paper. Kol kavod. Yeah, if you're able to do that, I, I would just add also that the Rebbe Shovel said that um, in the OU guide on page one thirteen, I see that uh, Nachum was looking. Uh, but the, the, the OU gives there, and this is these are the guidelines based on the recommendations of Rebelski Zatzal and. About medicines, and it says, like Rochelle said, that basically any pill, tablet, they're all inedible, none of them are a problem. Um, and the issue comes mostly when it comes to the liquid medicines. And there are uh, suggestions about what to do with that, too, how to dilute them. Of course, speak to a pharmacist. Here, the rabbis, you know, have to, you know, have to, uh, you know, um, defer to the pharmacists on this one. Um, you know what what methods are the best way of you know of, of doing of you know of taking care of the issue but one of the ways that's possible to, to deal with a lot of the uh, liquid medicines um, especially you know let's say a baby you know maybe they could put the medicine in the bottle right um, 
you know, things like that. And if it's diluted, then, uh, it, you know, even if there would be chametz in there, we, we know that there's there's two prohibitions, right? There's a prohibition of of 60 times, you know, less than 60 times, then it could be a, a Torah prohibition. If it's less than 60, it's only, it's a rabbinic prohibition. Right. And, um, you know, for a chola, oftentimes that's sufficient, is that if it's diluted enough, there's enough need, then then as uh, long as it's, um, you know, within that, and, and the 60 times I should mention, isn't the whole medicine. It's just that chametz component or just that non-kosher component, which is often... Yeah. Like, like, like Larry Birnbaum said, it's a tiny amount. Right. So uh, the, the, probably in, the, in all the liquids, they have corn syrup, which would be, you know, a, a kidneyous uh, problem. Um, I, there's not too much real hummets in any of these products. And if they diluted in, like you said, in a bottle, five mLs, probably out of that whole thing, less than, you know, uh, maybe one mL of that is um, would be a... Um, uh, would be the corn syrup uh, component, most of it's water. Um, so um, if you, let's say, had one ml in a 5cc um, uh, thing, if you put it in uh, uh, two ounces of water, you're more than uh, covered. It'll be that, there'll be that one in 60 component that you're looking for. By the way, my son, uh, Andrew, uh, corrected me. It's not a cord, but a send that had the major recall. And I want to also say hi to my grandkids who are driving the car. <laughs> Listen to Nachum Stiegel. Hi, hi, Sophie, Ari, and Nate. Have a wonderful Pesach. His name is Nate. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Rabbi Schoenfeld, yeah. you said something? I, I was just wondering about the name because Nate, the only because the only Nate you know is Rabbi Nate Siegel, so it makes you perk up when you hear that. <laughs> Rabbi Gersten is uh, OU is Coca Cola Kushla Pesach this year with the yellow cap? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, Di- I believe diet co- Diet Coke as well, and Diet Coke as well. Is there a Sprite or any other flavors or any Not other? That I'm aware of. That's I it. It's just Coke, Coke and Diet Coke. Right. Ra- Rabbi Grumberg, if I was visiting someone in Jerusalem and they served me uh, Diet Coke on Pesach, uh, would that be an authorized uh, uh, hashkacha in Israel, or is this only in the United States? I I would I drink it. I know that's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> but there By is the a- way. I saw a Sprite from Eric Yisrael in the uh, supermarket Ooh, down here in Florida. Now we're talking. So, now we're talking. Yeah. Rabbi Grumberg, any insight to uh, that? <laughs> in that, Florida, no. How about here? It, how about in Yerushalayim? But it had a badatz in Koshul Pesach. Wait a second. We've gone through all the beautiful advantages of being in Jerusalem for Pesach, but Rabbi Grumberg, let's just review this for a moment. Are you telling me that unlike the United States where it's only Coke and Diet Coke, are you telling me we actually have Sprite here that's Koshul Pesach as well? Sprite, I never drank Pesach, but I have to check that. Do me a favor. Find out before Wednesday, if you don't mind. By the way, I'll give you a number of Ezra Friedman here in Eretz Yisrael yeah. who could probably answer some some of the questions that you had before. That um, About how to get a snack yeah. item that's not kidney you mean? <laughs> yes, yes. I could give you that number. Lay it on me, Rabbi. Yeah. yeah, let me let me pull it up here. Is this for publication or we're doing this privately? Uh you want to just text it to me? I'll text it to you, okay? So I shouldn't panic. There might actually be Koshla Pesach snacks for people who don't eat kidneys. Yes, he may He may have a partial listing. And, and if I could drink Sprite, he'll let me know. Yeah, because he's the consumer educator here in um, in Eretz Yisrael, and he has a lot of that data. Right, Rabbi, I could see Rabbi Gersten. He's, he's, it's now hitting him. 
that all he has is Coke and Diet Coke. It's now hitting him that that's all he has available no, for his guests. And I, I also want to comment what yeah. Rabbi Gerson said about the glazing on the fish. I have seen in China where most of the tilapia come from uh, frozen salmon also, uh, saltfish, etc. And this ice glaze that they put on there, you know, the chemical that they put in there, I once was in a factory that the chemical itself had a actual hummus component in the chemical that they used in the ice glaze, you know, to prevent oxidation or, uh, but certainly they use a lot of citric acid, which is corn-based in the glaze and ascorbic acid or, or sodium chloride, and, you know, and they mix it with sodium chloride, which is a you know, prevents the uh, oxidation of the product of the material. So Rabbi Gersten, were you aware of this about the glaze before this show? Well, yeah, that's, I, what, I he, that's, what, that's what he was referring to. Oh, okay. So yeah. I wanted to, to make, like I said, you know, we recommend therefore that before Pesach you rinse off the fish, that it, just in case. Um, right, know, because there's, there's a, no there's no heat involved when they put on the glaze. It's it's a it's a uh, they dip it in an ice, and in that ice glaze they. They have that uh, chemical. With that in mind, can fresh Aldi or Costco salmon be used for Pesach? Would that be the same category as the Target from earlier? It should be, yeah. If you wash it out, if you wash it off, I don't see the difference. Larry Birnbaum, listener Morty wants to know if Miralax is okay. Uh, yes, it is. There you go. Uh, okay, so. Rabbi Grunberg, you'll remember that uh, when you were doing this on a regular basis, you had an area of expertise, many areas of expertise that we were able to discuss every single year. Then when Rabbi Schoenfeld came aboard as the anchor of the Pesach Products Program, uh, the world discovered that the only way, the only way to find out definitive information about how to care for a pet over Pesach is to call <laughs> Rabbi Schoenfeld. There was no one else. Now the OU, those big shots on Rector Street, now the OU have stolen Rabbi Schoenfeld's gig, and they have a whole thing on page 26 and 27 about all the different things you can give all these pets. Rabbi Schoenfeld, remember, remember the old days when you were the only one who was able to tell us what to do with a frog and a turtle and a lizard and a parakeet, and then now the OU all of a sudden takes all your information and puts it into this two-page guide I don't know about you, but I'm Schoenfeld, but I'm outraged by this development. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, flattery is the is uh, um, imitation is the best form of flattery. So, uh, <laughs> so now, so now but you can read. I would say, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say you can read on page 26 how to how to take care of your pet, but on page 27, it literally lifts from the Schoenfeld guide of suggestions for pets. Listen to this, Rabbi Schoenfeld, for fish. Live, frozen, or freeze-dried worms or shrimp. Where have we heard that before, Rabbi Schoenfeld? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I took my grandchildren yesterday to the pet shop to buy a new container. Exactly, of, um, of exactly. This is this is literally from the Siegel Schoenfeld book. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and then, of course, but one thing we never discussed that's on this page, Rabbi Schoenfeld, do you know what it says you should feed a snake on Pesach? This we never discussed on the air. You know what it says? Frozen mice. Frozen mice. Well, yeah, I hope, no, I hope nobody's eating breakfast while listening to this show. <laughs> Have your wife go shopping for that. <laughs> and then, of course. I, I will tell you, you know, I consult with your veterinarian first. That's fine about all these things. Rabbi Schoenfeld, um, I hope that they, I hope it's already Thursday and Pesach is Wednesday night. I hope that there's a plan to clean the Schoenfeld Aquarium. I hope the plan is in place to clean the Schoenfeld Aquarium. Have we given that to the next generation yet? 
I, I, I thought I, there's a rumor that Rabbi Schoenfeld got rid of his fish. What? No. Is that true? Uh, no. When I moved, I had to replace the fish. So I have a new aquarium full of different fish. Okay, so much for the rumor. And as Rabbi Schoenfeld always reminds us, if you want to make sure you have no fish after Pesach, make sure to follow the guideline to get the frozen <laughs> or freeze-dried worms. I once had a finch, and I followed one of these guidelines, Svarim, that said feed it poppy seed yeah. within one day. <laughs> there we go. Bird residue all over the cage, and I, met, and I, and I buried my finch. Nebuch, nebuch, nebuch. I'll tell you, nobody has rachmanas on these animals. Let's... Uh, and, and what about the parakeets? It says here, millet, cracked sunflower seeds, check the seeds before Pesach. If one would give the parakeet an eight-day diet of millet and cracked sunflower seeds, or by Schoenfeld, there's a good chance they would survive the holiday. I, I think so. Millet is actually known as a good substitute. Oh, thank goodness. As far as I know, millet. Not every store has it. And some stores in Jewish areas, yes, we have the millet this year. We know you Jews are going to need it. And please, and please, as Rabbi Gersten always reminds us, do not consult the OU book when it comes to pets. Go directly to Rabbi Schoenfeld. He is the expert on the matter, and he will tell you exactly what to do. Rabbi Gersten, am I quoting you properly? Sounds good. You should just know the author of this article, Rabbi Leike, uh, knows him. He's a, he is a very big expert in animals. Seriously? So, seriously. Bird, yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, I mean, we, everyone, everyone, including him, I'm sure knows I'm joking around. Uh, but Rabbi Chaim Leike does have a great article. Go to OUPassover.org. It's page 26 of the booklet. And even Rabbi Schoenfeld would agree that it's a good idea to read his article before you start worrying about your fish for Pesach or, or any animal or any animal or any pet. You no, know, yesterday Pesach. I was about to pull off fish larva from on the, on the on the it looked like innocent enough, just fish larva and use that for Pesach. And, you know, it's it's in a container. Yeah. And then I read the ingredients, and one of the ingredients is wheat flour. So, uh, but freeze dried worms is worms only, freeze dried. They look right. like little sprinkles. Uh, they like it. Hey, what can I tell you? No greater expert on the topic than you. Are all Cascade dishwasher pods good for Pesach? And remember, this is not a silly question, and I, I say it that way because sometimes when people talk about soap, toothpaste, etc., they have a certain opinion about just using a new bottle. But here you're actually washing Pesach thick dishes. Cascade dishwasher pods, rabbis, what do we say? It's, it's fine. They're all yeah. fine. Yeah, the Cascade is fine. Are, are there any, I mean, I assume all the major brands are fine, or we shouldn't say that? Yes. It's, yeah. Correct. Um, By the way, Cascade is listed as such. Yeah. Uh, OU certified products that do not require OUP on page 72. Oh, that's good. Oh, by the way, we should mention that. There are a lot of OU products that do not need a specific or special OUP designation. We should remind people about that. Which page did you say, Rabbi Schoenfeld? 72. 72 is an example of that uh, with the Cascade. Um, all right, let's get to some of our email questions. Then we'll, then we'll go back to the app in a moment. Let's see what we have here. These are some of the questions that came in in advance, meaning before this morning's show began here at JM in the AM. Uh, our packaged wonder. first of all, do we eat pistachios on Pesach? Isn't that amazing? I don't know this after all this time. Do we eat pistachios on Pesach? You could. I mean, it's a, it's a nut. It's so not a pack, packaged, wonderful, no salt pistachios. Can you just use them on Pesach, even if uh, if the if the ingredient list says pistachios and nothing else? Right. It has no BHT preservative, which could be. Yes. I, I think most pistachios are roasted. Um, usually, I mean, the OU has a list of many different brands of nuts that are acceptable, but raw. I don't. I don't know that they sell raw pistachios. 
You'd think at the age of you think at the age of thirty five, I would already know the entire kidneyos list. Uh, can you just go through it quickly when it comes to to nuts and legumes? What are the traditional ones? Peanuts we do not eat, correct? Correct. Yeah, a peanut is is really not a nut. It's really a, a type of a bean. Anything else? Um, but but in terms of nuts, so then those, that's a fruit, really, and it's therefore it's not it's not. It doesn't grow together right. with wheat. Right. You know, it grows on a tree. So, when, so we talk, when we talk about the conventional 2020, 2023 nut category, it's really peanuts that are the only things to be concerned about. Correct. Got it. Right. Well, Moshe famously felt that peanuts are not kidney. He was very strong about that, that peanuts are not kidneys. But it, the minute became to accept it uh, as uh, assume that it is kidneys. And and they're in a shell, Rabbi Schoenfeld. That's a separate issue. Yeah, 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 correct. Lipton D. I would also go ahead. point out that, that um, you know, just because, the, the, you know, let's say vanilla beans, coffee beans, so even though it has the word bean, they're not they're not beans. Uh, they also are, are, they grow in a di- totally different way. They grow, uh, co- coffee grows on a tree or a bush. Um, it's not a, it is not a kidneyos. Therefore, we drink coffee. Imagine if, you know, but, um, you know, just because something looks like a bean has that shape, doesn't automatically make it into a kidney. It has to be what we would categorize as a type of a, of a legume, yeah. like you said. String beans are, are kidneys, correct? String beans are. Yeah, they're actually different than hugging about it because, you know, the, most of what you eat is the is the shell, is the, you know, what do you call the, the string? And there's right. just a tiny dot of bean inside. Right. And therefore, I saw there are those who, who want to suggest that it should not be considered kidneys, but I believe the, the standard minig is that we do consider Beans. Trust me, twelve. Trust me, twelve months ago, I was a, I was an expert in all of this stuff. But you know, you forget about it uh, during the year. Um, the uh, Rabbi Schoenfeld, it sounded like Rabbi Gersten was about to suggest what life would be like if coffee was not available on Pesach. Did you catch that? Did you catch the hesitation in his voice? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is yeah. he? Is he? Is Rabbi Gersten? Uh, you, you could, Rabbi Gersten, you can come forward. You can come forward and talk about the uh, what mornings are like for you. Are you one of those people that must have a cup of coffee in the morning? Um, I, I, the truth is, I, I'm so busy in the morning. I probably don't get my coffee till about noon. <laughs> but you know, I knew it. I knew. I knew. I smelled a coffee addict. I knew it. <laughs> but noon. I think it's very important to point out that these that these well known brands do not require OUP. Folgers, Nescafe, Taster's Choice, there's a thing called Via, but what's the big news is that Folgers, even the decaffeinated, does not need uh, a hashkacha for Pesach. Rabbi Grunberg, what about you ban coffee? Would you ban coffee need a hashkacha? You I, I stick to Maxwell. <laughs> I think the first time Rabbi Schofield, Rabbi Grubberg and I did the show about 30, oh God, about 38 years ago. I think that was 1982. Two, two or three. One of the first questions we got was, you bad coffee. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's a throwback. Well, you are, that's a you throw- have a good memory. Well, I just, you know, it's a throwback. What can I tell you? Do anyway- you remember who introduced me to your show? That, that Who initiated it? Was it my brother? You got it. Wow. Speaking of Nate. Wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, we determined that, um, that Rabbi Gersten is going to look forward for his Pesach morning coffee as are so many people in the audience. So please, folks, make sure you have the uh, the proper coffee for the upcoming holiday. Lipton decaf tea. Is it good for Pesach, yes or no? Uh, I think Lipton actually is good even, let me just uh, check that, but I do believe the Lipton, even the, uh, uh, oh, gee, um, even the decaffeinated, 
The uh, OU got out the Dafakashris yesterday. Rabbi Singer puts that together. And I think he did. Let's see, Lipton, Lipton. I uh, just. Um, uh, I, I don't see it in the uh, OU book. I don't even see I see Lipton. But it 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 lift in tea, but it says the unflavored, not decaffeinated, and not herbal. Oh, so it literally says not decaffeinated. Yeah, but it could be that Lipton does have uh, has an exception to it. I, Rabbi Singer got out something yesterday. It, it, you know, it came by email. Um, if it changes nothing, I'll uh, if the, if it is accepted, I'll email it to you. I appreciate that. If somebody has access to it now, one of our guys who may have gotten this. But, Here, um, here's yeah. my here's my opportunity to prove to Larry Birnbaum that I did not go to pharmacology school. I can never pronounce these names. Meclizine and Metformin. Uh, uh, both would be okay. Not a problem. Larry, how, problem. how impressive was that pronunciation, huh? I pronounced it very nicely. Well, thank you very much. Very well. <laughs> uh, let's see about this one here. Uh, go back to the emails for a second. By the way, let me go back to Meclizine. Meclizine yeah. also comes chewable. So they, if they're taking the chewable meclizine, I would uh, not use that, but they have the same strengths in a uh, swallow pill and just switch it over for the yunta for that. So if you're using meclizine in a chewable tablet, I would switch it over to the uh, oral swallow. Interesting. That's a good piece of advice. Can balance... Yeah, I'm sorry? Could you could you pose that one I sent you on your WhatsApp to the rabbis? I certainly will, Rabbi Grunberg. I like the, the old days we couldn't do that. In the old days we couldn't share stuff off the air, Rabbi Grunberg. These days the technology is amazing, isn't it? Unbelievable. Uh, before we get to Rabbi Grunberg's question, can balance of nature dietary supplements, which has an OU, be taken on Passover? I, I don't have any information about the product. I don't know. It's not certified. I... I, I... I'd recommend the, the person we should call the OU directly. Oh, how did I do that? The phone Give, number. Yeah, what's the best way? Time. Yeah, so there's two ways to contact the OU. You can contact by phone, 212-613-8241. Again, that's 212-613-8241. Or you could email the questions to the OU at kosherq at ou.org. That's kosher, then the letter Q at ou.org. Uh, those are the two easiest ways. There is also a... Um, there's also a chat uh, method. I, I'm, I'm not so technical that I know how to do that, but it, it is listed somewhere in the guide here about how to access the OU through some online method. Um, so there are actually three ways to contact the OU. Um, and then pose the question. I don't, I don't offhand have any answer about that product uh, or you know whether it does contain any comments or is it kidious, or, but someone at the OU probably yeah. could... There is a vitamin. Balance of nature is a vitamin. So, again, it might be, you know, if it has kidneys, they should leave it on the side and just skip the week. Um, it, it's not one of those uh, yeah. essential uh, vitamin, you know, like, products. Like, like, Larry, like Larry makes me do with my slippery elm bark and with my, uh, my kyolic. Well, I like kyolic. I'm not so ha happy about the slippery elm, elm bar, but okay. What's the, what's the other one? Oh, and horse chestnut I take every day. Horse chestnut. And I know. You know what else I take every day? And early on when I wasn't getting COVID for all those, you know, initial months until Omicron when I finally got it, I always thought that this was God's way of sending me the refua before the maca. I take zinc every day, Larry. Yeah, that's a good one. That helped during the COVID. That's right. 
I, I thought I'll never get COVID because I'm taking zinc every day. And then December of that following year came along, and boy, whoo, it took me a few months to recover, frankly. All right, organic rice dream rice drink, which I assume most people would call a rice milk, but the company probably has to call it rice drink. Organic rice dream rice drink. So it says the following. Can you find out? If this product contains chametz gumor, meaning real chametz, my baby can't drink milk. My rabbi said I can give him the rice milk on Pesach, but preferably to use a rice milk that doesn't have chametz gumor. Rabbis, do we know about rice dream and whether it contains real chametz? That's addressed on page 112, and which says as follows. Uh, milk substitutes only in shelf-stable, non-refrigerated containers, so it's a non-refrigerated container. Rice Dream Classic Original, uh, together with uh, Almond Breeze Original, but Rice Dream Classic Original, uh, the OU has determined that uh, you can have that and it does not contain hummus. Nice. Oh, and it's certainly if it contains hummus, it's butler. You know, this is used for somebody who's ill or for a baby. Separate Kalim. Separate yeah, Kalim, right? Kalim. Se- separate vessels. Right. Loopy kidney oils, obviously. Right. Um, true or false? This listener is suggesting the only, OU only lists products under its hashkacha. That's not true, right? Aren't, don't do, don't you have certain categories or industry names that that are not necessarily OU products? Or am I completely wrong about that? No, in the OU booklet, it's only OU products. Oh, is listed. it? I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why we said in past years that there were exceptions to that, but hey, maybe I'm misremembering, as the case may be. Uh, Larry, Metamucil or Target brand fiber therapy that has a hechsher all year round, what would you say about Pesach? The fiber products are okay. Again, like they mentioned earlier, the Metamucil wafers are not to be used, but the Metamucil products are all okay. Oh, good point. I forgot they had When mentioning this, the rice for the children, you also remember Ensure. Uh, same type of thing where it's um, ensure is uh, kidney nutritional uh, product for seniors and um, also separate kalem keep it separate I wouldn't wash you know if you put in give them in a paper cup you know that type of thing I wouldn't use the Pesach dishes but ensure uh, is also a product that uh, they need and uh, they should be able to use and I hear that Ronnie's joining us I am Nachum. Good morning. Good morning How to you. you. And thank you for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network all through the East Coast of the United States of America. We listened all the way down our trip to Florida this year. I know, and I'm touched by that, and you know I mean that. That's really wonderful. Costco aluminum foil pans. Can they be used on Pesach, rabbis? Yes. It's not, yeah. it's not an issue. Yeah. None of those things are an issue. Well, I shouldn't say that because I started the show with the whole water thing thinking it wasn't an issue. I was completely wrong about that. Um, people want to know. I mean, this, I assume this is a general, you know, who owns stock in the company question, which is always never a problem. But again, I'm not a rabbi. Can you buy from stores during Pesach that are that are partially Jewish owned, but obviously one would suspect never sold their chametz? I guess this is more of a post-Pesach question. In this case, the, the question is, can we buy from Costco even if it's partially Jewish-owned. And I, and I assume it's the, well, you know what, Rabbis, you're here. Go ahead and tell us. <laughs> it, it, you know, there's always a list every year which stores you can buy from uh. and not buy from. It, traditionally, Costco has been on that list that you can buy from. Um, I, I never knew it to be a problem. I think Costco is a publicly traded company. Right, that's what I was suspect. I don't know if there's any majority Jewish ownership. Uh, so uh, as far as I know, Costco is okay to buy from. 
Even if it's covered. Lister mints. Larry, what do we always say about Lister mints on Pesach? Um, the strips, right? I mean, he means the strips. Lister strips, I... Um, I, I would say that they're probably okay. Okay. I have a good friend of mine that uh, likes them very much. And it's probably <laughs> him sending in the question. Um, <laughs> um, Rabbis, I, I would, I'm sorry, go ahead. I would say that they're okay. Rabbis, am I right that, uh, we had a major psak? I'm being serious now, a major psak at 1.1 1. 1 year where one of our Torah giants permitted for Pesach. Wasn't that a big deal? Or am I, am I, what the list of, the list of it? Yeah, the strips. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, I believe okay. so. I don't, I don't remember it being taken up by big post. Yeah, it was. Or by Gersten. Am I right or wrong? I, I don't remember either. I, I, wow. I remember I'm just not familiar with a list of Okay, the okay went out. Um, uh, you there, Rabbi? Oh, there you are. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that, that applies still. I think they may even have retracted that. Hmm. Oh, okay. Put him away then. Well, no, I'm not sure. I, I, I honestly okay, think... I would call the Chafke. They're the ones who made the original statement. And uh, I would I would just call them. I used to know their number by heart. 201-836-0100, something like that. But anyway, so they're in TDEC. Uh, call them. Interesting. Um, I do want to point out there are a couple of things we always mention that have to be mentioned again. Rabbi Grunberg started this tradition with me. Rabbi Schoenfeld, one of the greatest sources for Dafyomi. And by the way, anybody studying the one-page-per-day Talmud study, congratulations. You've completed, or maybe you're waiting till Wednesday, to complete Mesechas Nazir. And tomorrow you start Mesechas Sota. So we wish everybody Hatzlacha Rabbah on Mesechas Sota. Number one, Rabbi Schoenfeld, do you know, do you know people who are holding their Nazir um, uh, see them until Wednesday of next week. Do you know people like that? Oh, I didn't think of it. You mean for Siyam Bukharis? Yeah. That, that happens every year. It, well, often enough every year <clears throat> when the, uh, the, the Masechta is about to be completed, they, they leave it for the, uh, the next week. And I know in our shul they used to do that. Uh, the other but, question is, um, uh, the other question is, uh, not question, but the other thing I wanted to mention, because you always remind us, Rabbi Schoenfeld, that there are many wonderful sources for Dafyomi Shiurim, Dafyomi Lectures, and the OU has always had some of the great ones, right? Oh, yeah. Rabbi Elephant amongst them. There you go. They have a whole roster of great Shiurim. And finally... Uh, could oh. I just add that my son just put out a safer on the first parak of Sotis. Rabbi Grumberg. It's amazing. It's amazing. The, the things that come from your family, just remarkable. So you're telling me that Sota, which begins tomorrow, those who want to really get into it in depth can purchase your son safer and learn plenty about the first chapter of Sota. It's more than, it's more than depth. Wow. That's quite a statement. Where yeah, do we get it? Prepare. Is it available on Amazon? Right now only on, on, on email direct. All right, let them email anyone, me. I'll, any, I'll anyone look. could email me, mgrinberg at ou.org, and I'll be more than happy to send it out. Or email me. Yes. I'll be more than happy to pass that on. Thank you. Our tradition of making sure people have great products in their home are by Grunberg. Great music, great svarim, right? It's our tradition. Right, 100%. We don't, want people to, we don't want people to have the Pesach blues. We want them to have a great Pesach. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't play that today. Well, did I didn't play it yet, but you know, we still have a little bit of time. Oh, usually it's the introduction. No, Rabbi, Rabbi Schoenfeld, do you hear what's going on here, Rabbi Schoenfeld? 
Yeah, you know, he's, he's uh, I don't, I don't it's, it's, the, it's the culmination of the show. <laughs> it's the jet lag. It's the jet lag, Irving Grubberg, from China. What airline? What airline did you use from China to Jerusalem? Hainan Airlines. They go direct right into the mainland. And Amazing. Hainan, H-A-I-N-A-N. The other thing I wanted to mention, Rabbi Schoenfeld will be there. Rabbi Grunberg, no doubt, will be there. Rabbi Gersten, no doubt, will be there. I'm talking, of course, about Great Adventure for Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Cholamoid. Rabbi Grunberg is going to be doing his usual bungee jumping. Rabbi Schoenfeld is going to be going on the Kindakar ride. And Rabbi Gersten, which is your preference? When you get to Six Flags, which is the, which is the attraction that you're usually attracted to? Oh, I don't know. I, I hang out by the food stand. <laughs> I, was, I was literally just going to say the kosher of Pesach food. That's hilarious. Anyway, it's all happening Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. You can contact New Jersey NCSY. The easiest way is ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. And, no kid, and all kidding aside, all the rabbis and the Birnbaums support the incredible and amazing campaign that we started almost 30 years ago, which is to make sure to provide tickets for underprivileged children and their families. It's $53 a ticket if you could buy one or four or ten or whatever number for families. You go to ncsygreatadventure.com ncsygreatadventure.com and you click on uh, donate tickets. Simple as that. Just click on the tab that says donate tickets because Rabbi Grunberg, unlike when you and I started this venture decades ago, having downtime for a youngster these days at any point, even on Cholomoid, is a very bad idea. I'm sure you agree with that. You'd much rather than be with 10,000 Jewish children at Great Adventure. Agreed. There you go. Everybody, Schoenfeld, I would have a feeling you would agree as well. Oh, certainly. Yep. <sighs> A lot of dangerous stuff goes on these days when when people, especially young people, have free time. There's just too much going on, too many yep. things. And that's why it's so wonderful, and I'm, again, being serious when I say this, so wonderful, and I'm sure everybody on this panel has seen it, when you see the young people taking charge of Dafyomi and Mishnayomi and Halacha Yomi and developing groups that discuss Halacha and discuss Jewish concepts and, and pass around Jewish information. It could be in a 30-second snippet. It could be in a full shear. And these types of groups are going on all around the world every single day and growing and growing and growing. And those are the types of things we want our kids occupied with. Those are the types of things we want them to surf through and to become viral Etc. Etc. And Rabbi Schoenfeld, you have to admit that even with the difficulties that I just alluded to earlier with the free time, it must be a great feeling to see the subsequent generations getting involved in what I just described. Hundred percent. It's uh, you know a lot of our, our gener this generation is is spending time in Narishkeit, but there is so much available and so many of them, and they're doing do it. Take advantage. Do do take advantage of this. Yeah. It's a great great thing. Really is amazing. Use, use, use the uh, technology all for great purposes, and it's out there. 100%, and a lot of I'm, I'm I am so thrilled with so many um, times when I hear about kids who are using it for that reason. All right, a, a couple of last-minute things here as we go back to the app for a moment. Uh, granulated sugar, does it require a special ashkacha for Pesach? Not white sugar. White, white cane sugar does not require. Is there, <laughs> is there a green tea that's okay? A green tea. Well, the, you know, um, sweet tachni makes a. Uh, Did it have uh, a green tea? An herbal tea. It's, it's an herbal tea, correct? Right, herbal tea. Right. Yeah. So, uh, sweet tachni um, makes herbal teas. Not most of the herbal teas, even Lipton or whatever, most of them are not acceptable. But you have to look for uh, for an OUP. 
and I and I do believe that grand name, Sweet Tachni, uh, is again it's a shame because Rabbi uh, Rabbi uh, from the OU. Uh, oh man, I, why did I forget his name? Monty, help me out, or Rabbi, Rabbi Singer. Rabbi Singer, yeah, got out this list. It was an internal list, um, but I, I and he and he uh, got out which teas are acceptable without any special ashkacha on which herbals, and I believe, and I believe well, the one that comes to mind is Sweet Tachni. <clears throat> Finally, uh, Larry, Maxi Fiber Max Supreme. Um, Maxi Health put out a little issue saying that they're, all their products have kidneys. There's a couple of products that they say is okay, um, but that was not one of them. Um, so again, that's something that you would, should put away. Right. And if you feel you can't, discuss it with your local rabbi. Um, a big thank you to Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. My apologies about the technical stuff earlier, but hey, we're all 6,000 miles away from each other, so thank God we were able to do this. I guarantee you when Rabbi Grunberg and I were together the first time doing this, we were not able <laughs> to, to do this in this manner. Uh, to the Birnbaums, we say, Larry, remind everybody about how to do the last-minute questions uh, regarding medications. Where should they email? jdrugsrx at gmail.com. Um, the store has a full line of Adwi products, uh, Koshal Pesach, uh, some uh, Adwi cosmetics came in finally, um, but uh, Bar Hashem also um, on Avenue N and uh, East 34th Street, I have the full Pesach line over there, plus over there there's, uh, they have like even extra stuff for Pesach, like tins and blechs, and uh, I've worn some of that other stuff over because there's no one in the neighborhood that really has that uh, stuff locally. Nice. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, I'd like to uh, give you a, a personal shout out because I drove Tuesday for 11 hours straight. Oh, wow. And I want you to first station was on full time. Sometimes, you know, you get that, that urge to flip the channel. I don't like this song. I don't like what's going on, you know. Uh, um, you know, but the whole time I, I just commented to Ronnie when we turned off the car uh, in South Carolina saying, you know, we didn't change the channel once. So it was really just enjoyable. Just all the music was spot on, uh, excellent to drive to. And I'm sure people all over the world will enjoy your music all over uh, before Pesach and during. Thank you so much for that. I just throw in uh, regarding that tea. Uh, it was Satsky brand, famous Israeli brand of tea. as a whole line of herbals and green tea. And it's on page 84 in the directory with Satsky. All OUP certified. We should, we should mention the OU directory is available at OUPassover.org. Get another development of uh, recent years, OUPassover.org. You can see the entire thing. It didn't arrive in your mailbox, but I'm sure tens of thousands of people did get it in their mailbox like we did, uh, OUPassover.org. So, again, a big Chag Kosher Vesameach to Ronnie and to Larry, to Rabbi Schoenfeld. By the way, Rabbi Schoenfeld, you were just like me, because it was right after the fire last year, just like me, you were not at full strength last year when we did our Pesach show, and this year you sound phenomenal. So I'm, uh, I'm very happy to see how vigor and how uh, strong you are and how you're ready for the big holiday. That's true. Last year, I ended up uh, the second days on in the hospital for 10, 11 days with pneumonia. Baruch Hashem, uh, I'm, I'm doing well now. Yeah, you look great, and you sound yeah, great. Can yes. we take this opportunity to wish you and Stacy and Tamima and Yeshua a tremendous mazel tov? Thank you, Rabbi. We'll see you at the big wedding, Rabbi. It's Hashem. It's Hashem. Can't wait to dance with everybody, Grumberg. 
maybe maybe need, maybe we'll maybe if, we'll zoom if Rabbi. You need a lift, let me know. Yeah, you'll lift me on your shoulders. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll zoom Rabbi Gerson and Rabbi Schoenfeld in to do a little dance together. Who knows? You never know what may happen. Yeah, that's right. In, in, instead of the bungee jumping at the uh, no 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 no. Bungee. Now that now that it's obvious that you're going to be in Israel for Pesach, we will replace you at the bungee jump with Rabbi Gerson, <laughs> who's now responsible to do the bungee jumping next Monday with our friends from New Jersey and too. Sorry, Rabbi Gerson. I hope you'll take the first couple of days of Pesach to rest up for the big event on Cholamoid. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rabbi Gersten, Rabbi Schoenfeld, and Rabbi Grubberg, thank you so much for okay. all of your uh, incredible you. pre-Pesach help. Rabbi Gersten, remind everybody of the phone number and the email address for their oh. last-minute Pesach questions. Right. So the Kasha's hotline is up and running, and they have multiple people answering the phones. It is at full blast. The phone number is 212-613-8241. Again, it's 212-613, as in 613 Mitzvahs, 8241. Um, you could also email, for those who don't have you know, uh, the time to stay on the phone, it's kosherq at ou.org. Um, there's also um, a chat at ou.kosher.org. Um, and you have to know how to do that chat thing. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's, you for know, those that who know how to do the chat thing, follow up. I don't know what that means even, but it is listed <laughs> here as one of the options. You could chat with the OU. Follow up and take advantage. A special thank you from all of us to Avrami. Avrami saved us. The technical glitches of the first few minutes are behind us. We had another wonderful Pesach products program. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather with the web at AlchemSingle.com on the AlchemSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up an incredible, amazing Thursday here at JMM. Full Thursday, you know what that means. It means don't touch that dial. All the great program is, is coming up all day long. Tomorrow, we are scheduling a weekly update for tomorrow at 2.40 p.m. Israel time, 7.40 a.m. New York time. We are scheduling a weekly update. Hopefully, things will go all right. As we prepare for the Ofruf, we'll hopefully have the time in the afternoon to clear the schedule and get the weekly update on. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.